It's been so helpful for me. I found out about family readiness groups, how to read my husband's LES, and I even learned the proper etiquette for parties. I know. Army Wife Talk Radio helped me cope with some of the emotional stress of being an Army Wife. I got information about moving, finding a job, and more. It's great to hear from other Army Wives. Welcome to the Internet Talk Radio show designed specifically for Army Wives, covering our life, our family, our soldier, featuring all that comes with the Army Wife lifestyle. Up to the minute information is right here with special reports, stories, and interviews. There's more. Just listen. You're tuned in to Army Wife Talk Radio. and I am your host, Tara Crooks. It's Monday, April 14th, 2008. What an incredible show last week, guys. Thank you so much. I want to say thank you to all of you, but very special thank you out to Star, who put all of this information and all the guests, and uh, it was just a fabulous time. It really was a good time for our anniversary show. Speaking of Star, I'm here. Yay! Welcome, listeners. (laughs) I'm back. Welcome, uh, both to you seasoned listeners and new listeners. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Like Tara said, I'm Star Henderson, your co-host. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, season listeners. Uh, Huge hua for joining us every week. And our new listeners, welcome as well. Don't worry if you've never listened to Army Wire Talk Radio before. We will tell you how everything works right up front. That's how our seasonal listeners know they don't have to start tuning in until 8.15. (laughs) That's called the download or the 411 on AWTR. I was thinking today, too, it could be the intel. There you go, the intel, the AWTR intel. I tell you what, we got all kinds of words here, don't we? (laughs) So anyway, it is um, April 14th, 8.02 Eastern Standard Time. Tonight we're doing the live version of our show. And our live show takes place from 8 until 10 Eastern Standard Time. Um, every Monday night via blogtalkradio.com. If you're listening to an archive show, uh, too bad. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> that means you're listening to um, the podcast. Uh, you can retrieve our show on demand 24-7 via the website. Uh, you can listen online or download it to um, an MP3 player. We have archives available on our website, and uh, that goes back quite a few weeks. That website's armywifetalkradio.com. And uh, the archives include shows uh, that we've been doing over the last couple months. If you're a new listener, check them out. You can uh, listen to Gary Chapman, author of Five Love Languages. Uh, You can listen to our show about AFES and a few other shows done with our Patriot sponsors, USAA. Uh, Recently, we talked about recession-proofing our households. Which uh, we all need to hear about. (laughs) We do, yeah. It's getting getting worse week by week. It really is, Mm -hmm. if you've shopped lately. So we are here to help you, to be informative. We're here to empower you, and we hope that we are delivering the best uh, in the Army Wife life. Well, I tell you what, um, I, w- I want to throw in some notes there. First, I want to tell you the live show is a whole lot more fun. Than yes, that's why podcast. I said it's bad. I wasn't trying to yeah, be Yeah, it, it's so much more fun, and that's what she meant by that. Uh, it is. It's just so much more fun. You can join us in the chat room. You can do you know, all kinds of things during the live chat that you can't do. Um, when you're listening. But we welcome you to listen no matter what. But if you can show up on Monday nights for our live show. And I wanted to make a note here, too, because I read somewhere on the Internet that our show was just too long. Someone said it was just too long. And I was like, well, you know, know, it's funny because you can't please everybody. I'll tell you that. Because um, (laughs) two hours seems kind of long to me personally. But you guys voted it. That's what what everyone wanted. And so, I don't know. I'm waffling now. (laughs) 
but we're going to keep doing the two hour um, because I think it just went by really fast last week. Uh, it is still two hours, and that is a long time to listen to us talk, but I felt like last week we really had um, you know, a lot of information packed into those two hours, and so I don't know. It's like you, it's, you know, six of one, half a dozen of another, but if you can't listen to two hours all at one time, you know, that's the joy of MP3. You know, listen to a little segment, come back, listen to another segment. You can fast forward or go back or whatever. That's what's so great about being able to, to download it. You know, so anyhow, that's my two cents on a two-hour show. Like I said, we'll continue our two-hour shows until we're talking to ourselves. Well, that's right, too. I mean, <laughs> we can't just sit here and talk to ourselves. It does get boring. Right. Um, the, the whole point of like that. This. Pardon? Oh, well, the whole okay, point of that second-hour show, you know, that second hour was to um, let our listeners call and so that we can engage them a little bit more. So. Yep, yep, and, and give you guys what you asked for. So let's talk about how to participate, speaking of the live show. You can reach us on Yahoo ID. That's Army Wife Talk Radio. One wife and all one word, Army Wife Talk Radio. That is only during our live show. We also have a live chat room in which you can participate during the show as well. It's normally manned by Loving a Soldier blogger. Tonight, I believe it's our resident newbie expert, Leah, and then myself and Star. We're all in there. To get into that chat room, you simply visit www.blogtalkradio.com backslash AWTR during our live show, so from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and click on that flashing green button that says chat available. Yes, if you would, please register with BTR as we love to know who we're talking to. We do. We do love to know who we're talking to. We love for you guys to meet and discuss during the show and keep the chat room um, open and flowing, and we'll keep that open for you to keep talking till about 15 to 30 minutes after the show. You can also, and please hear me on this, even all of you in the chat room hear me too, you can also call our guest line. We love calls, 646-915-8736, and your calls literally make the show. We are truly interactive, and uh, tonight you're going to be able to call and participate with the discussion with our main guest. We've got the AWTR book club coming up tonight and a lot more, so you're going to have time to ask and participate a lot during this evening's show. Yeah. When you do call in, you know, we want to make sure that everyone is safe, and so we ask that you remember operational security uh, or personal security, OPSEC, uh, whatever the buzzword is tonight. Um, your safety and the safety of our service members is utmost, and we want to make sure that you know, when you call, make sure you give us your name and general location, you know, by post or state uh, or region. Uh, too much info is going to um, be detrimental to our soldier's safety and to your safety. So keep out any mission details, any specific unit designations, uh, any remote locations that your spouse might be deployed to. And just, uh, like I said, tell us your name and location and uh, make sure that we keep everyone safe here tonight. Remember that Army Wife Talk Radio 2 is much more than just this live show. We do a lot of stuff. So if you'd like to participate in our discussions all week long, anytime, you can visit us over at our blog. Our blog is www.lovingasoldier.com. We're almost uh, over, actually, it's almost 20, isn't it? like 18 of us. 18, Army spouses, we've got yeah. a mom, a retiree. All of us are together talking about our journey through military life, and it is definitely a hopping place. It's been a little <laughs> calm this week, which is nice. Well, yeah, a little bit. Maybe, you know, we're all in the middle of spring break or just getting over spring break trying to catch up. So. And a lot of our soldiers have returned. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of your guys. That's so great. Um, we also have a military question and answer column uh, that Tara and I self-syndicate, and we do that twice a month where we uh, take your questions and we research them and find answers for you. Uh, we put them out and publish them on fieldproblems.com, among other places. Um, so uh, we just want to make sure that you guys know about that. You know, ask uh, 
you know, I think you just published, or well, you just did one on how to get organized when you move. And, you know, we're going to be talking yep. about organizing tonight, too. So um, I just yep, want to make check sure. Out the, um, the other thing Star does is the EWTR newsletter. So check that out over, that came out next, last week. It's got recipes and it's full of all kinds of information. So check that out on the website as well. Let's see, what do we got? Tonight we need to give a big hua out to our AWTR radio partners. What that is, our radio partner program is a program where you put our player on your website, and in return we put your link up on the very front of Army Wife Talk Radio, and we thank one person every week for passing on our show. It's absolutely free. It's free content for your website, uh, especially if you're a military website. It's great because you've got people coming to visit anyway, and it's great exposure for passing on our show. So this week we want to say thank you to Stacy over at Married to the Army. Uh, everyone say hi to her. Say hi, Stacy, because she, hi, gave Stacey. Some, <laughs> she gave us some great tips this week in her newsletter that I added to our blog. And it's always an informative newsletter, and I just wanted to, to say Thanks, and, and hi to her. So stop in and say hello to those partners that are on the front page of AWTR. You can see them in the white box, and just tell them thanks for sharing our show. If you'd like to share our show as well, you can email info, I-N-F-O, at armywifetalkradio.com, and we will add you to our partner list almost immediately as soon as you put up the player code, and we'll send that out to you as well. Uh, other things that are on our homepage um, is the book list, and you can find lots and lots and lots and lots of books there for military spouses, uh, children, uh, different self-help books. Um, the one that I mentioned earlier, The Five Love Languages, is on there, along with others from Gary Chapman. Um, so books that even just have a, remotely anything to do with military spouses or relationships are on there. Every time you purchase a book uh, through our links, AWTR gets a cut, keeps our show free for you guys, and so we always encourage you guys to click on there. Um, this month's book featured, and we're going to do that tonight, is Think Reflection. So we added that to our book list. It's a book about getting organized, conquering clutter, and flying right. So the author, better known as the Fly Lady, is going to be our special guest with uh, our book club host, Heather N. tonight. So we're going to be flying later on, and we'll get to know Did all about that. Did you guys hear that? The Fly Lady is going to be here in the house. Pretty exciting. <laughs> Does she buzz? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of fly, we're hell. I know she's buzzing. Driving me crazy today. Anyway, <laughs> it's a good thing that those aren't the flies that are coming. Whew. Anyway, a very exciting show for you tonight, guys. We are going to be joined by Major General Granger. Major General Granger is the Deputy Director and Program Executive Officer of the TRICARE Management Activity, otherwise known to you as the man in charge of the insurance and medical system. <laughs> <laughs> he and his team are going to be here tonight to talk with us about TRICARE and to answer your questions. We also have a really interesting uh, field problem resource of the week tonight, and that is Charity Navigator. It's a website. They're going to be here tonight. Um, their uh, vice president of marketing is going to talk to us about how to evaluate organizations included in the CFC selections. If you guys remember what all that is, it comes out in the fall, and we have to combine um, federal it, campaign. Yes, thank you. Yeah, combine federal <laughs> campaign where we select um, charitable organizations to support. And um, so she's going to tell us how to evaluate those and also how to evaluate all the different charities that are cropping up in support of troops and their families. So I thought that would be really interesting, and she's going to be here about 9 o'clock tonight for Field Problems Resource of the Week. And there you have it. Info on Army Wire Talk Radio, how to participate with us, what's up ahead for this two-hour show, and it's now da -da -da, PSA time. That's public service announcement. This is where we help spread the word for you. Do you or your organization have a PSA that applies to military families? If you do, send it my way. We limit these to three per week. And remember, if you get them to me at least 10 days ahead of time in order to get them out, I will get them out there for you. Email me, Tara, at armywifetalkradio.com with your information. What's up first tonight, sir? 
Well, I get to start with ACES, um, and they are appreciating moms this month. And there is going to be a Mother's Day, uh, I guess, a, what is that? Dang it. Um, giveaway? Not a give, yeah, giveaway sweepstakes is the word I was looking for. There we go. And so they are um, ACES, goodie products. Those are the ones that do like your plastic barrettes and uh-huh. hair combs and all that kind of stuff. And, and Spawn Universal are partnered together to give moms, military moms, the opportunity to win one of ten spa packages. Uh, spa packages worth $250. And so from eight, April 18th to the 24th, if you're an authorized shopper at AFES and at the Shop Ads on Post, you can go and sign up uh, to um, participate in the sweepstakes. You don't have to purchase anything, uh, and winner, um, winners are going to be announced on May 30th. Um, so if you don't know where the local PX is, which is hardly possible, but if you don't, go on to their website, www.afees.com, to find out more information about that. And that's the... Uh, you know, it's just to help you relieve a little bit of stress, and uh, they're giving away more than $2,000 in prizes. So thanks, AFES. Speaking of AFES, here's another one for tonight. Um, you guys remember, I don't know, it was probably about two months back, I think, maybe even longer, where we talked about the It's Your Benefit video that they were taking video submissions mm-hmm. and about their AFES benefit, and we told you guys, get your video in. Well, the winner has been announced. The It's My Benefit winner is Specialist Jonathan Pruitt of Germany. His video highlights many of the programs and amenities that the exchange benefit provides the military community, military community, sorry, and he took home the competition's first place prize, uh, his choice of a Mac Pro computer or $2,000 at AFES. Hello. I wonder what he chose. I don't, but, you know, videos are so popular. We've got to go look at it. You can go over to AFES.com. It says you can go see. Uh, it said the um, – all total, 21 videos were submitted to the contest, and Internet voting determined the top 10 finalists. Then they selected uh, 11 judges consisting of both military and civilian, judged them on originality, accuracy of information, and how the exchange benefit was presented. And uh, it looks like Commander Brigadier General Keith Thurgood, he said that the creativity and professionalism of the videos was absolutely amazing. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me because, you know, Videos are such, so huge, you know, with YouTube and things like that out there. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's a huge marketing thing that they can use now too. So I'm I'm pretty sure they're that was well worth their two thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm happy that a soldier took their time out to do that. You know, well, it looks like I'm actually like, it was all. Um, let's see, they're all soldiers. Finishing second, receiving a thousand dollars was John uh, John Carkeet of Satellite Beach, Florida. Five hundred dollar online shopping spree was awarded to third place, a Staff Sergeant Charles Hoyt of Germany. They're actually both close to each other there, and with the remaining seven finalists each receiving a $100 gift certificate and the other 11 entries took home 50 bucks. So it didn't matter what you submitted, you made 50 bucks. Oh, well, that's awesome. Wasn't yeah. that awesome? That was mm-hmm. really cool. Anyhow. Yep. That, well, um, the guys over at AP. Yeah, one of the last announcements, um, we talked about the Military Spouse Symposium um, by Military Officers Association. Um, they're Registration is open online for that Military Spouse Symposium now, and that is at uh, www.moaa.org forward slash spouse symposium. So go check that out. Yep, that's sure to be a lot of fun. I've heard that that's going to be great. So We've got a lot going on tonight, guys, and it's 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on April 14, 2008. We're going to be right back with more Army Wire Talk Radio, including Major General Granger from TRICARE, the Field Problems Resource of the Week, Cherry Navigator, up at 9 p.m., and AWTR's Book Club at 9.15. So stay tuned for Sarah News 6 and your headlines coming up right after this.
listening to AWTR Live News 6 Report. Our life, our family, our soldier. News you can use. Now our very own News 6, Army Wife Sarah. Good evening. This is Sarah News 6 with all the Army news you need to cover your 6. In the largest naturalization ceremony to date in Iraq, 259 foreign-born U.S. troops became American citizens. All 259 are currently serving throughout Iraq and were born all over the world. According to U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, over 40,000 service members are not American citizens. The 2002 executive order allowed members of the armed forces eligibility to apply immediately for citizenship. Registration is now open for the Army 10-miler, which will be October 5th. There are 26,000 slots, but last year the race sold out in 41 days. The entry fee is $47 now and $55 after June 30th. The 10-mile course is run through Washington, D.C., passing the Lincoln Memorial, the White House, and many other major sites ending at the Pentagon. For more information, go to www.army10miler.com. A two-pound piece of artillery was shot from Picatinny Arsenal in New Jersey, but this round did not hit, hit its target as it wound up crashing through the roof of a home miles away. The artillery shell fragment landed in the bed of a 10-year-old who fortunately was away from home for the night. Unfortunately, the family cat was fatally injured. The Army has suspended weapons testing at the New Jersey Arsenal. A big hooah to Kansas and Kentucky, the first states to approve a compact that will ease the transitions of multiple moves for military kids. Kansas was the first state to approve the compact that will seamlessly transfer records and create uniform standards of practice, including graduation requirements. Kentucky was the second state to sign the compact. A controversial mountain peak in Arizona has a new name. The U.S. Board on Geographic Names changed the name of a prominent Phoenix peak from the controversial name of Squaw Peak to Piestawa Peak to honor the first Native American woman to die in combat while serving in the U.S. military. Lori Piestawa was killed in Iraq March 2003. The 23-year-old mother of two was part of the Hopi tribe. That's the news for tonight. Taryn Starr, back to you. Thanks, Sarah. All right, guys, get ready for tonight's show. We've got a lot coming up here for you, a lot to talk about. Major General Granger from TRICARE will be here in just a minute, so stay tuned. We've got more Army Wife Talk Radio on its way. USAA salutes military spouses for your service and sacrifice on the home front. Whether it's preparing for deployment, having a baby, or making that next PCS move, we'll help you navigate through all the stages of military life. We've served families like yours for more than 84 years and can help you achieve your financial goals. Log on to USAA.com for a free financial assessment or call USAA's Financial Advice Center at 877-806-5033 for advice on everything from credit cards to life insurance. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. Financial advice provided by USAA Financial Advisors, Inc., a registered broker-dealer. USAA, we know what it means to serve. I'm 
Deborah Bowen, California I'm Secretary of Indiana Secretary I'm Betty Ireland. I'm Louisiana Secretary of State. Whether serving stateside or overseas, you can still vote. You can still vote. Voting absentee is easy to do, and your vote will be counted. Your vote will be counted. I encourage you to participate in both the primary and general elections. Now is the time to make your voice heard. Now is the time to make your voice heard. Please visit FVAP.gov. For more information on absentee voting in your state. I'm General Norman Schwarzkopf, and I know firsthand how difficult life can be for a soldier separated from his or her family. When I commanded the troops in Desert Storm, I saw servicemen and women worried about how their families were coping back home. What if they need medical care? Who will they turn to if I'm not there to help? The best soldiers are those who know their families are being taken care of back home. That's why I support the Armed Services YMCA. For more than 140 years, volunteers and staff of the Armed Services YMCA have provided education, recreation, and social support for the families of our men and women in uniform. It's now more than three long years for our troops and their families. Show you still care by contacting the Armed Services YMCA. Call 1-800-597-1260 or visit ASYMCA.org. You're listening to Army Wife Talk Radio Live, an interactive talk radio program for Army Wives by Army Wives. Call us and share your story. Now, back to our show. Tonight, we mentioned we are going to be welcoming Major General Granger to our show. Major General Granger is the Deputy Director and Program Executive Officer of the TRICARE Management Activity, Office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense, i.e. Health Affairs, in Washington, D.C. He serves as the Principal Advisor to the Assistant Secretary of Defense on the Department of Defense Health Plan Policy and Performance. He oversees the acquisition, operation, and integration of DOD's managed care program within the military health system. Major General Granger leads a staff of 185 in planning, budgeting, and executing an $18 billion defense health program and in ensuring the effective and efficient provision of high-quality, accessible health care for 9.2 million uniformed service members, their families, retirees, and others located worldwide. Major General Granger began his career with the Army Medical Department in 1971 as a combat medic in the U.S. Army National Guard. He earned a Bachelor of Science degree from Arkansas State University in 1976. A distinguished military graduate, Major General Granger was commissioned through the Reserved Officer Training Corps. Upon graduation from the University of Arkansas School of Medicine in 1980, he was awarded the Henry Kaiser Medical Fellowship for Medical Excellence and Leadership. Major General Granger completed his residency in internal medicine in 1983 and a fellowship in hematology-oncology in 1986 at Fitzsimons Army Medical Center. Is it Fitzsimmons or Fitzsimons? I'm going to probably butcher that one. Sorry. I always said Fitzsimmons, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Well, there's only one M. So, Major General Granger, are you there tonight? I am here, and thanks a lot, and that is Fitzsimmons Army Medical. There you go. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> Every time she gets me. Well, welcome to Army Wife Talk Radio. We're so glad to have you here with us tonight. Well, thank yes, you. thank you. Uh, Major General Granger, your, your resume is quite impressive. Lots of money, uh, lots of people that you support. 
lots of people that you lead. Uh, but, you know, we're just spouses here, and uh, we really would like you to start out tonight by telling us a little about you uh, personally and your family. Can you do that? Well, well first of all, I'd be honored to do that. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, my wife is Brenda Granger, a, a military spouse for almost 32 years, uh, educator, cool. former high school principal in the Department of Defense School System, as well as public schools there where we've had the uh, opportunity to move, thanks to our great Army and our military. And we have a son, Odisha Granger. She's a fourth-year medical student at Tufts University in Boston. She'll be graduating from medical school on the 18th of May of this year and headed to UNC Chapel Hill to do a residency in medicine and pediatric combined residency training. And we have a son who's an attorney, a public defender in Rockford, Illinois. Both of our kids are products of the military school system, Department of Defense School Activities. Pretty impressive wow. when you look at what they do. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, thank you. Well, most of, us, most of us out here listening and everybody that's in the chat room, we're all military spouses. We know that TRICARE is our insurance system. Uh, it's what we military folks are dependent upon. I mean, really, that, that's our health care system. What is something that most people have a misperception of when it comes to TRICARE? Well, I think one of the misperceptions is that probably the fact that we don't have enough providers except TRICARE around the country, if not around the world. And to get rid of that myth, over the last three to four years, we have surveyed physicians, 20 market areas per year to cover the entire United States, to include Hawaii and other territories. And 90% of providers know about TRICARE, and roughly about 90% accept TRICARE. And that's one of the beauty about TRICARE. It's a health insurance plan that's worldwide, not only stateside, but also overseas. I would say a second myth is that you sometimes hear from years ago, we first started TRICARE back in the mid-90s, that we pay providers low and slow. But that is not the case. All our claims are paid. I would say 99.9% of our claims are paid within 30 days, which is the nation, or I should say industry standard. The second thing is that our rates tend to follow or equal Medicare. However, we have the option, if there is an access to care for our beneficiaries, our men and women, our uniform service, and their families, if there is an access to care issue or a readiness issue for our troops, we have the authority to do what we call a locality-based waiver, increase the price for those providers in order to get our family members and others access to high-quality care. But if you look at how satisfaction is rated among other health plans, there was a consumer customer index that was done last year and the results came out December of 2007, and where we ranked TRICARE with other federal agencies in terms of customer service. And for our inpatient, we ranked 89% out of 100, and for our outpatient, we ranked at 84%. The average federal agency was about 67%. We were one of the highest in the nation. And that's because they asked, it was an independent survey, and they asked you all as spouses and other beneficiaries, how would you rate TRICARE compared to other federal services? Well, I'm, I'm impressed. Those numbers are, I mean, higher than I would have thought, not not because I've had bad experiences, but um, mostly because, you know, you hear the, the bad stories. So, you, you know, the bad stories are always the loudest. Right. So, yeah, that's that's a good job. And I'm glad to know that, I, that hearing you and, and talk about having the option to do, to get more providers if there's not a provider with a certain 
let's say, you know, um, a specialty in that area that if you really need somebody to give quality care close to a post, that you have a, uh, the opportunity to go out there and say, okay, let's see how we can get this done. That, that you know, is very refreshing. <laughs> positive. That's a positive and you, thing. you might take advantage of that, right, Tara? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I just think that, that gives them some, some sort of bargaining or, you know, a way that you guys can go out and, and try to get that care uh, for the, the military people that are close. I know that when I was talking about one, a situation that happened to me personally, the patient rep said, you know, our, our health care benefits person is working here and they're trying to get someone in our local area that will cover that service or will take care of the you know, military folks that are around here uh, as a civilian provider, but, you know, she's still working on that but it just knowing that you know that's an option is really a positive thing mm-hmm. so. you know we, we have through three large contractors stateside if cover the northern part of the United States we have what is called a health net federal in the south we have the amount and out west we have what's called tri-west and working with our big managed care support contractors and our tri-care regional directors which are either flag officer or senior executive service they work in conjunction with the military treatment facility as an overall team. If you can't get health care in that military treatment facility or dental facility, then they serve as the conduit to make sure that you have a smooth transition getting the health care you need in, out in the private sector, what we call the purchase care of our military health care system. So that's for, uh, for us back here, basically what you're talking there is Humana and TriWest are the people who we're going to get our referrals through. Humana Tri-West, as well as a health net to get your referral. Health net, okay. Mm-hmm. So some of that should sound familiar to some of you out there. So. What's, the, what's the latest news on TRICARE benefits? Well, let me just cover a few. You know, as, as things become what we call standard of care throughout the country, uh, we automatically look at those and we make them a benefit. Let me give you an example. Lap band surgery. It's only for beneficiaries who weight poses a serious health. Uh, it gives the doctor another option along with gastric bypass, gastric staping, or gastroplasty, which are also covered when medically warranted. We just improved for our retirees, those of age 60 and older, what we call the shingle vaccine. Beneficiaries must receive the vaccine in a provider's office. So it is a medical coverage, not a pharmacy benefit. We're looking at making it a pharmacy benefit in the future so you can maybe get it at some of the pharmacies like we do with some other, like some other health insurance plans do with vaccine. That's usually a co-pay and a deductible that applies for this population. I think one of the hottest things we got going for our beneficiaries, especially for our kids, and I'm talking about our kids with autism, the Autism Demos Demonstration Project. This is the extended health care option we call ECHO program. It now covers autism services from non-certified educational interventional service providers or tutors. As authorized supervisor must oversee the tutors who provide the hands-on work and verify that they are trained. These kids must enroll, these children must be enrolled in the ECHO program and the Exceptional Family Memory Program provided by the sponsor's branch of service. Mm-hmm. We're just getting up and running. We're just doing the initial work. We plan to have it ready to roll out officially no later this coming Friday or the following Monday. Oh, wow. We've been working on this for the last uh, year in order to get more services for our kids with autism. That's that groundbreaking. Awesome. Yeah, I know that, you know, I know some autistic um, children. That's, that's neat to hear that you guys are working, you know, I mean, from the adults or the seniors with shingles to uh, the autistic children, you guys have quite a range. 
Now, are there any new changes or opportunities that TRICARE has had recently that the spouses that are listening tonight may not know about, things that they could take advantage of or uh, Yes. Check uh, out? One of the recent upgrades we've had, we call the Member Choice Center. It's now easy for members to switch uh, to the TRICARE mail order pharmacy online. Beneficiaries save money and time with this TRICARE mail order uh, pharmacy program. You can also email alerts and the prescriptions about to expire. It's a very, very nice program. We just got started it almost a year ago, and since we've got started, more and more beneficiaries are ordering their medication, their chronic medication, through the mail, and they can do it either by a toll-free number or going online. The second and unique thing that we've done is what's called a beneficiary web enrollment. This is for TRICARE Prime, TRICARE Prime Remote. Beneficiaries can now manage some of their health care information online. You can choose primary care providers. You can transfer from one region to another. You can update your personal uh, information and request enrollment cards if you somehow did not get a enrollment card or lost your enrollment card. Mm -hmm. Standard beneficiaries can update their personal information and enroll in TRICARE Prime if they qualify. Those are just some of the recent enhancements. Another thing we got out right now, the next round of managed care support contracts, stateside as well as we're going to have one overseas, we've got a family dental program overseas whereby family members will no longer have to pay up front out of their pocket. The overseas providers in different parts where troops are signed overseas, they will file the claims for the family members. The only thing they'll have to worry about is any co-pays or deductibles. We just got to start in Germany. We take them to other parts overseas, Italy, as well as in the Philippines and other places. Uh, Korea, we have family members and others assigned. So as Star and I would say, with the with the first development, you're bringing it all to the, uh, what do we say, Star? Thank you for joining the 21st century. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> we like online stuff, so so that's great. That's great. You can go on and uh, request your cards and make changes. And I have yet to check out the mail order pharmacy. I need to do that. You've got to check it out. Yeah. One thing what I would encourage you also to is uh, we really like our beneficiaries to go to our TRICARE.mail uh -huh. website. There's a lot of good education material. You can even take the TRICARE course so you can learn more about TRICARE and get a certificate. It's open to the public, spouses and other family members. And if you really want to get an update every day, you should go to www.health.mail and enroll, and you'll get an update from our boss, Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs, Dr. Casales, and you can blog us on www.health.mil. You can blog us with issues that may concern family members or spouses by going to that website. That's www.health.mil. But for educational, go to tricare.mil. Well, we always say that there, you know, it, it never ceases to amaze us that there's always new information out there and, and uh, things I never even heard of. I, I haven't heard of the health.mil, so that, I'll have to check that one out. No, I put that in the chat room as well. So tricare.mil and health.mil, right? Health.mil. Okay. Any last words for us, Major General Granger? I would say a thank you all for what you're doing as spouses. Uh, I'm a firm believer that uh, we as the active duty cannot be successful without the great support of our spouses. If anything we can do, some TRICARE management activity, feel free to contact me at elder.granger at tma.osd.mail. Okay, do that one more time. Elder, E-L-D-E-R, dot uh -huh. Granger, G-R-A-N-G-E-R, at tma.osd.mail.
osd.mil. That will come direct to me. Or go okay. to www.health.mil and blog me. www.health.mil, tricare.mil, and then I have your email address that I just added to the uh, the uh, chat room there for them, so okay. if you have any questions. That is great. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Thank Very you. much appreciated. Uh, I know that you have to head out, but you do have your team calling in. I believe tonight we're joined by Ms. Francine Forstel. Absolutely. Uh, She's a super expert, and we're proud to have on our team. This is a super expert. <laughs> Woohoo, Francine. Yeah, whoa. Talk about setting somebody up. <laughs> <laughs> Francine's going to be here. As, as you heard, she's right there. She's the Chief of Customer Communications in the Office of Communications and Customer Service at TRICARE Management Activity, and she's going to be here for the next segment of our show to answer your questions about TRICARE. And when I, I say that, you know, I just kind of ran right on past that, but I want to reiterate to answer your questions <laughs> about TRICARE. We welcome you guys to call in, share information in our chat room, and we also have some questions that we polled our listeners on earlier. It was a couple of weeks ago that we put these together. So we are going to take a break, and we're going to be right back with more Army Wife Talk Radio and Francine here to answer your questions on TRICARE. So guys, hang out with us here for just a minute, and we'll be right back. Major General Granger, thank you so much, sir. Yes, thank you. And Francine, you'll do well. Thank you, sir. All right, right, guys, we'll be right back. I'm going to let you all continue. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Every day, the friends, supporters, and staff of Army Wife Talk Radio pray for the safe return of all of our American heroes. Thank you for everything that you do for us every day. listening to AWTR Live. Contact us and share your story. Call us at 646-915-8736 or use Yahoo ID Army Wife Talk Radio. That's 646-915-8736 or Yahoo ID Army Wife Talk Radio. Welcome back to Army Wife Talk Radio. I'm your co-host, Star Henderson, and tonight we're talking all things TRICARE. We have with us now Ms. Francine Forstell, and uh, we mentioned earlier Francine is the Chief of Customer Communications in the Office of Communications and Customer Service at TRICARE. She has spent 23 years as an Army Nurse Corps officer, and six of those have been specifically working in the TRICARE arena. She has now been with TRICARE for five years as a DOD civilian. Uh, Francine, are you there? Yes, I am. Makes me sound really old, kind of, doesn't it? <laughs> no, very experienced, and we call that you seasoned. <laughs> oh, seasoned, okay. <laughs> ah, all right. Oh. Well, we are certainly glad you're here. No, I'm excited to be here. I think these things are a great opportunity to talk and discuss issues and kind of see, you know, for it's, for myself, it's an opportunity to get the world's perspective on TRICARE and hopefully to share TRICARE's perspective with you all. Great. Well, boy, do we have a lot for you tonight. We had listeners submit questions prior to the show, mm-hmm. and we have answers here for them tonight. We also encourage you guys to send in your questions via the chat. You can even call us. Are you ready for the number? 646-915-8736. So call us with your questions. Let's get started. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Number one. These are from our listeners. So I would like to ask TRICARE, how come they will pay for diagnostic testing for infertility, but they will not pay for the procedures. It gets really expensive to pay out of pocket, 
And when one does not live near a base that has an infertility clinic, especially when your spouse is an E6 and below, the military wants to be family friendly, but the healthcare system isn't family friendly. And even if we had to pay a copay for the procedures, that would be fine, but not when those copays are 500 to 2,000 dollars. Right. And this is a very sensitive issue, I know, for a number of individuals because it is a very emotional situation for people. But you have to recognize um, what TRICARE does cover is when we're doing those diagnostic tests, basically we're trying to find out if you have some type of underlying medical condition um, that is keeping you from, from becoming pregnant. Um, our concern is about your health. Um, we're not necessarily doing those diagnostic tests to find out if you're a good candidate for in vitro fertilization, however. It's really to assess your health situation. I. Uh, you know, I, I believe TRICARE is family-friendly. I think we have a whole lot of benefits that, as General Granger indicated, cover all the way from the newborn all the way until you're um, Medicare, el TRICARE eligible dependent. But TRICARE is a health care entitlement program. It's really not an insurance program. It's an entitlement program, and as such, you have to think of it always as only covering medically necessary services and supplies um, to diagnose or treat an illness or injury. And plus, a lot of what TRICARE is about is one of the things that we're not necessarily, we don't determine our own benefits. A lot of things are determined by Congress, and it just so happens that in vitro fertilization is one of those things that Congress says we're not supposed to cover. So if this is really something that um, a group of youth, as um, spouses and wives, husbands even, want to get involved in, then you really need to go through your congressional channels to see if you can get the law changed and or talk to your services. Go up your, your Army chain of command and see how they want to handle this situation. Well, you have either had that question before or <laughs> are very aware of your uh, material. Yeah. I am. I'm aware of my material. <laughs> no, that's a really, that's a hard question because mm -hmm. there's so much emotion behind that. You exactly know, there's a lot right. more to it than just that question. No, you know? that's exactly um, right. And, and that's yeah. got to be a really troubling, frustrating time, I guess, mm -hmm. for that person. And so um, I, I can see how that would be very frustrating. Mm -hmm. All right. And that's, you know, it's hard. It's sometimes the answer, regretfully, in TRICARE is no, um, because there are some limitations at what we can do. And a lot of times people are asking for things that we can't cover. Um, and we try to deal with that in the best way that we can and hope that they can move forward and look for some other alternatives to what they need in life. Well, um, let's talk referral processes. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we have some listeners that feel that that process is very complicated. Um, it takes 10 days to get a referral. And, you know, and I actually am going through this with my daughter. Um, you get a referral, but then, you know, the, then you have to wait until the doctor that you're being referred to can fit you into their busy schedule. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, a zil quote, unquote, a zillion years for the appointment. <laughs> so, um what the question was, um, I guess the essence of the question is, is there a process right now, is it going um, under review and being improved? I would say that right now when you look at a lot of the standards that we have in place for our contractors as far as referral processing, they have up to five days to actually work a referral 100% to completion in regards to whether or not the care is going to be authorized. But there's a lot of things that impact the referral process. So first of all, you have to have the provider write a referral. And many of you may leave a provider's office and they're going to put a referral in the system, but sometimes it doesn't happen that day. And everything is strictly dependent upon when when that, yes, exactly. There can be all kinds of things happening. And, you know, the doctor gets called away because an emergency case followed yours and finally gets around maybe to doing it the next day. Another thing that impacts the referral system is that oftentimes if you're around a military treatment facility, each military treatment facility has what we call the right of first refusal. So if you, for instance, needed an arthroscopy on your knee, if you needed a scope done on your kneecap, 
it could be that when that referral comes in from that provider, it goes to the MTF referral center, and if they have orthopedic surgeons in the facility, they're going to make a decision, can we do this or can't we? Each MTF has what we call the right of first refusal, meaning that when a referral comes in, if they have the capacity, meaning that they have appointments available, and if they have the capability, meaning they have that particular specialist, they get to make a decision about whether or not they're going to see you within that facility. So that adds another day into the process. Then, once it's gone through that, and let's say you have to go downtown, then what the contractor basically has to do is, first of all, make sure it's a TRICARE covered benefit. And your physician in the very get-go has to make sure they put down what kind of diagnosis you have, what kind of specialist they think you need to see, how long they think you need to be seen. And if all of that information isn't in the referral in the front end, the contractor has to go back and get that kind of information. Um, we have sometimes referrals are only good for diagnosis, meaning you go to a doctor and they confirm your diagnosis. There's some referrals that are for diagnosis and treatment, meaning you get to go to that specialist and they're going to diagnose your condition and then treat it. So then once the, once the contractor has a referral, checks that it's, you know, a complete referral, checks to see whether it's not a TRICARE covered, whether or not it is a TRICARE covered service. And that's one area also in that sometimes within a military treatment facility, providers within military treatment facilities can do things that we're not allowed to do when you have to go downtown into the civilian sector due to statute or regulation. So sometimes there's even a disparity in regards to, yeah, if you were at the MTF, you could get it done. If you go downtown, you can't. Then what the contractor basically has to has to determine is, do we have the type of specialty provider that the your primary care manager or your referring physician have said you need? And so they have to find out out of all of their network providers who is an orthopod or who is somebody that um, has is a network provider who's going to do that arth arthroscopic procedure. And then they basically have to list those providers and send a letter to you telling you, here are the providers that have, you know, services available. And then, yet yeah, it is up to the beneficiary to go ahead and make that appointment with whomever that specialty provider may be. Now, is 10 days unrealistic? Um, TRICARE standard is that for specialty appointments, you're supposed to be able to get one within 28 days. Um, we're not getting a lot of complaints that people aren't meeting that 28-day window and or when they can finally get in, they're more than happy to get in. But there's a lot of things that can impact that referral process. If you continually feel like it's getting longer and longer each time you get a referral, you need to do you need to track down either find out within the MTF if there's internal problems within the MTF of, as to why it's taking so long or call that regional contractor and say, you know, my doctor put a referral in on Tuesday two weeks ago and I still haven't heard anything. You can always call and, and ask those kinds of questions, but give them at least five days to get the referral and make sure the referral has gone in. There are some of our contractors, and I, I regret I don't know the specifics, but they actually, you can sign up in their system and you can actually track a referral. You'll be able to go in and check, oh, yeah, it is in there, and you can kind of see that it's processing through. So sometimes that's another venue that people have, especially if you're doing a lot of referrals. You can make sure that they're in the system and what they're for. So it's not an easy process. Um has to go through a number of steps, but it's not necessarily. Uh-oh. Did we lose her? I think so. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've got both of their lines open too, so I don't know. I don't know. Francine, Francine, are you there? Huh? Well, perhaps uh -oh. I'll call back. 
We lost both of them. Okay, boy, she was mid-sentence, too. Um, let's see. I tell you what, guys. Hopefully, well, I don't know. I've got both of their lines. Both their lines are, are wide open here, so I don't know. Maybe something hung up on them. Well, I know I'm going to, through the referral process right now, and um, I guess, you know, 10 days, it depends what you're being referred for, but most of the times you're not being referred for anything that's life-threatening. And uh, I guess, you know, I don't know what other people's standards are. To me, 10 days isn't too bad. Getting into 28 days is where, you know, I definitely would be like, hey, you know, what the heck? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I just asked the girls, um, could they hear the uh, – just not hear the guests. They can hear us, right? Because <laughs> they said, uh-oh, everything went quiet. Yeah, they can hear us. Okay, I hope so. Oh, I think I see her here again. Let's hope Let's hope this is her. Maybe. Francine, are you there? Hmm. Hmm. Yes, we can still hear Star and Tara. You know, guys, <laughs> I can't seem to take any calls, <laughs> or I would try to take uh, uh, Sarah. I see Sarah waiting there for us as well, so hopefully we'll get them to call back in here and things will work for us. I, you know, I'm beginning to wonder if the switchboard doesn't like me. You didn't have any problems last week, did you? I don't, no, I didn't. Mm -mm. Maybe it just doesn't like Except me. Except for my phone went dead. <laughs> no fun, no fun. Okay, we have got all kinds of callers here. Let's see if we can take this one. Not working. I am telling you what. Well, you're still there. We have another 703 hanging out there on the line, so I don't know. I'm opening this up on a different computer just to see if maybe it's you know, me for some reason here. But I didn't do anything for her to fall off, though, I promise. Uh, a lot of our listeners send in questions about referrals, so I think that that, that, that definitely is a hot topic uh, that it needs to be touched on. What well, we've got... Now I've got a switchboard full. I'm wondering if it's jamming up the switchboard. Are you there, Francine? No, but General Granger's here. Oh, now we got General Granger back. Let's see. <laughs> oh, was that Francine laughing? Yes. Okay. You're back. So you're it back. just kind of went dead. I know. Oh, We're wow, like, cool. where'd she go? I didn't do anything for her to go anywhere. <laughs> now I've got your numbers on the switchboard twice. That makes no sense. But okay. And we lost <clears throat> Sarah. So, hmm, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, finishing what you were saying. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You just all of a sudden weren't there anymore. Yeah, I know. All of a sudden it was like quiet on my end. So huh. I'll, I'll drop off Francine. Okay. okay, sir. All right. All right. Bye, Bye sir. See, we well, stand We stand ready to support each other. <laughs> yeah, no, he is there. I thought he was sitting yeah. out. I thought he was gone too. So what, and now, okay, now I think we've got everybody. Hopefully we've got everybody here on the switchboard, right? So we've got a caller coming in. Let's see if we can take her call. Sarah, are you there? I'm here. You have a question? I do. I have a question. And, Francine, I'm not sure if this is covered by TRICARE, but we we move around. I mean, obviously, we all move around a lot. We've moved around like four times in the last five years. Mm -hmm. And I'm having a trouble with our shot records, and I thought they were up to date every time we've left somewhere. And I'm in a situation now where I've taken the shot record somewhere, and they're saying that, you know, they're not up to date. And I'm really frustrated because I know that we're just going to keep moving around, and I'm not sure how – to make sure that my records are up to date, especially because a lot of times they say you can't take them out anymore, mm -hmm. can't take right. them with you when you move. And so how, and, and I don't know if that, that's covered under TRICARE, but is there a process to, and I know you guys have gone digital with a lot of, um, mm -hmm. like the doctors notes and different things, but 
how uh, how can I make sure that, that that those things stay up to date and not run into this every time we move or I have to go back and somebody has to transcribe the entire thing all over again, which has happened two or three times already. Um, is there any way that you guys are addressing that, or is there a way that I can address that through Tricare? Well, do you get mostly your shots in the civilian sector, or do you end up getting them within a military treatment facility? All within the NTS. Right. Um, there's a couple of things, I guess. Well, and this is going to be the, what do I want to say, the slow answer to all of that is before you leave a facility, a couple of weeks before you do the PCS, you should really go to the patient admin, and, and you might actually want to call them ahead of time, depending upon how long their turnaround is. You can request a copy of your medical records that you could hand carry then with you if for some reason when you report to your next duty station and they haven't arrived yet, you will have a copy available to them. Now, with CHCS and Alta, these are two systems, as you talked about, there's an electronical medical record process in place that, as that platform continues to expand, it will be that no matter where you PCS within the service, as long as you're getting care at a military treatment facility, they will be able to call up your information and be able to see what immunizations your child has had, et cetera, et cetera. It's not 100% there yet. I mean, it's really for our number of eligible beneficiaries, and as you indicate, as much as all of them move, it's getting better than what it was. And in the future, it will be what we're calling it basically is it's going to be a centralized data repository of any healthcare encounters that you have within a military treatment facility. The part that's not there, speaking from a TRICARE perspective, is if you get your immunizations in the civilian sector. It really is up to, at that particular point in time, the beneficiary to make sure that they get records and copies of medical records and all that sort of stuff if they are being seen by a civilian provider. It will get better, I'm going to tell you that. I, you know, Time-wise, I can't tell you it's going to be in the next three years or the five years or how long it's going to be, but it will be, it will be better. And do, do you think ever there'll be a time where you guys have some, because I mean, you're like the CYS, you know, the Child and Youth Services to get kids um, registered for sports and different things on post or even with mm -hmm. the schools that are on post, that they would be able to access that so it wouldn't be such a difficult process? I mean, do you think that would ever be an option? Well, right now, the thing about school physicals is they're really dictated by the state. So you don't have a lot of flexibility in what has to be done associated with the physical. It's not that the federal system has one way that we do physicals. It really is the form that you get from the school system that says These are, this is the kind of information that, you know, we need in, for, in order for you to get this physical accomplished. Now, I have also heard, and this is, again, only just discussion, at, at one point they are talking about maybe coming up with a federal form that would basically cover pretty much anything that a state would be asking when a child PCSs or moves from one school system in one state to a school system in another state. But that is only discussion. Um, again, something that you all as spouses can take forward through your Army chain and say, you know, we would really like for movement to continue on this initiative. But again, because it is state-driven, we really can't, you know, control as much what happens when you're getting those school physicals. Thank you so much for answering my questions. I appreciate it. Sure, not a problem. Sarah, Sarah's moved quite a lot in the last six months. So <laughs> for her. Thanks, Sarah. She should just carry him in her purse then and be done with it. Well, yeah, and I do. I have the doctor sign um, just a, a small shot record, um, and so they're doing in duplicate. And they've always been mm -hmm. really good about that. They do, mm -hmm. you know, what's for the Army records, and then I have one that I do keep in a file for the kids mm -hmm. at home. But then, like you said, you know, when you move around, even different states have different uh, prerequisites for school registration because I don't know if it's national now, but I know when, you know, one child was going to kindergarten, you didn't have to have the 
chicken pox shot, and now you do. Mm-hmm. So, and then there mm-hmm. was another. Well, it depends on what they'll accept. Sometimes they won't right. accept that one you carry in your purse. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still it's official, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That, so. You've got a couple more questions. We're going to try to get in here. Sure. Well, if we um, go to our local emergency room at the you know the military treatment facility and mm-hmm. it's uh, standing room only, mm-hmm. does uh, Tricare cover us going off post uh, to a, a different emergency room? Well, it depends upon why you're presenting to the emergency room in the first place. Um, you know, there are times when people access the emergency room because it's a more convenient location for them or, you know, I myself am a single parent having been in the military as a single parent. <laughs> it's a Saturday. It's the evening. Uh, you know, this yeah. is the only time that's most convenient for me to take my child in. And that's not really what an emergency is. It's not supposed to be a source of convenience. Well, and sometimes you don't have any other choice. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, here, if it's in the evening, you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Well, well, a lot of times then the question is, is also is, is this something how, how that you should have, yes, how urgent is it? Because in most military treatment facilities, they have what they call acute same-day appointments. And typically when you call for those appointments, you really have to indicate what's going on. But if, you know, if your child, I've, I went to the emergency room, so far I oftentimes think that that's the only place my children go. Fevers of 102 and a broken arm, that is where you are supposed to go. Uh, most emergency care you want to get seen expeditiously, and typically the way they define emergency is you have to worry about loss of life or, or limb or further deterioration of your condition. So if you truly think it's an emergency situation and you're seeking care for emergency care and your MTF emergency room is, you know, full and you feel like you need to take your child, for instance, someplace else, you can do that. But now there's a couple of things that you're going to have to keep in mind. If and when you do do that and you go to that emergency room and though your child has a fever and at the very end they diagnose it as a viral illness, when that code comes in for the claim, a viral illness isn't considered an emergency condition. So what we tell beneficiaries is that if you go to that emergency room, make sure you get a copy of the the kind of like the record that they take for the emergency room. You you know, you presented with a fever of 102, the child was listless, all of those kinds of things. And if it ends that your claim gets denied from TRICARE initially, you can appeal it. And typically if you include those notes that really indicate that you felt that there was something significant and, you know, substantial going on with your child, then you really, you know, that fever of 102, you're always told to take a child to an emergency room. If you typically submit that with your appeal, then even though the diagnosis didn't show at the time of discharge that it was an emergency, the presenting symptomology or the presenting symptoms showed that it could have been an emergency condition and therefore it needs to be looked at again. I had that happen. Ms. Oh. <laughs> I did um, for myself. And it, mm-hmm. took them, it took them eight months, but I did end up getting reimbursed mm-hmm. um, for that. And, I mean, it was fine. The eight months, mm-hmm. you know, it's fine. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of coding and what, you know, what's exactly being right. received. Um, mm-hmm. But I had, you know, just a... Uh, well, first of all, being a single parent because your you know spouse is deployed, but a blinding mm-hmm. migraine and could not operate. I mean, mm-hmm. I my mother had to drive me there. Mm-hmm. In any case, um, yeah, they came back and said, "Oh yeah, the doctor did give her a shot in the in the tuchus, and mm-hmm. <laughs> she mm-hmm. needed it right then." So mm-hmm. uh, you know, right. you just have to be patient on things like that. Uh-huh. I didn't mind really... much. But again, it's really important to get that documentation because that really right. is what shows this is how you felt when you came in. You might have felt really good when you left and, you know, kind of with just being in the, you know, ER and waiting things kind of passed by. You really need to get that um, documentation, however. 
Francine, there's one last question I think sure. quick for you. Um, one of our listeners in the chat room is asking, if you have both TRICARE and a healthcare provider uh, type insurance, I guess is what she yeah, should Other health insurance I have from a, right. yeah, an employer. Or whatever uh-huh. she's doing. Is that allowed and how does that work? Okay. The way it works is if you do have, we call it typically here, other health insurance through your employer, they're always your primary payer. Again, by law, TRICARE always has to be second payer to any commercial plan. So the way it will work is you um, initially can go to whoever is covered under your you know, plan if you go to Kaiser or whatever. You can be seen by their plan providers, and typically what you would have to do is that you get seen by that other insurance, and then you have to file a claim with TRICARE, and we oftentimes will reimburse a portion of what you have paid out of pocket. So let's say under your commercial plan, you know, you have to pay, I'm just going to give Medicare as an example, a 20% cost share. So Kaiser paid 80%, you now owe 20%. If you file a claim with TRICARE and it's a TRICARE-covered service, and your other insurance hasn't paid more than we would have paid, that there is something more we would have paid on such a claim, we will reimburse you for that claim. Now, anytime you get care, you always have to file a claim within a year of the date of service. So sometimes what we tell beneficiaries, you know, if you don't go very often, submit your claim once a quarter, and it would get a process that way. Don't ever wait a whole year or towards the end of the year to do that. But we basically become almost like a supplement the primary one pays, and then we pay anything that we can that remains. And so you're going to do those together, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, basically what you have to do is you, you, you're seen by Kaiser. You get a statement from them as to um, what is it what is it that they covered. So you kind of get the doctor's bill again, and they saw that Kaiser paid their 80%, and you still owe 20%, which is $200. Right. You have to submit a TRICARE claim form and the statement from that other insurance to show, yes, they have paid something and what was still remaining. You set, mail that into whoever is your regional contractor if you live here in the States, and then they will go ahead and process that claim to see what more can be paid on it. And, and then the check would be going to you. Okay. She says in here, she says that uh, basically that that's where the argument comes in is mm-hmm. they say, oh, we're secondary. Mm-mm. Not unless it's like Medicaid, Indian Public Health Service, and there's one other organization. I mean, you really, it has to be another program that pretty much is driven by need. But if it is another employer and you're having trouble, you can always contact us here at TRICARE, and we can actually give them the law that says TRICARE by law is second payer to any be. other payer. Okay. Yep. Okay. I think that that probably answered her question. Okay. Uh, there was one other one, and I, I, I'm going to go a little over on time here, but I wanted to answer this because it was from a listener. She said that she's uh, taking on her mother as a dependent and mm-hmm. wondering how her TRICARE Prime will work because they'd heard rumors that she won't be treated the same as the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants to know why, why or how they, you know, why wouldn't she be treated? How will she be treated? Mm-hmm. They currently live on post, and when she went into the TRICARE office, I guess they were telling her that she would have to go on a waiting list to be seen. Mm-hmm. How does that work with her, you know, with a different? That's still a dependent. Mm-hmm. Well, they're dependent for typically as defined by the service, and oftentimes that dependency is based on fiscal um, responsibility. That typically that dependent daughter or is you know providing more than fifty percent of that mother's income. However, again, and I hate these questions because they ended up always making it sound like we don't do anything. Um, the way that the legislation is written for the TRICARE benefit, it says we cover active duty, active duty family members, retiree, retiree 
family members and others, like even some unremarried former spouses. If they were, if a spouse is married to a military member for 20 years and 20 years of their marriage overlap, then they will always have Tricare eligibility unless they remarry or get a job. But the one category that is not in the congressional language is dependent parent or parents-in-law because they are never eligible for the benefit. They really are never have established any type of eligibility. They didn't serve in the service. They aren't directly associated with anybody. And by the fact that they're just a parent, not just, by the fact that they're a parent and parent-in-law, um, they had some type of you know, financial independent at some at some point. So the way it works for dependent and parents and parents-in-law is that the only place that they can access care is in a military treatment facility, and therefore care for them is on a space available basis. So they may be living with you. You may be providing financial support. Again, by law, they really are not eligible for the benefit. They're only eligible. They're not eligible for the TRICARE. Let me say it this way. They're not eligible for the TRICARE benefit in the civilian sector. They are eligible for care within a military treatment facility. So pretty much people with dependent parents-in-law, you really need to look at your assignments and say your assignments need to be someplace where there's a robust enough military treatment facility that can take care of their needs, that they really will be able to get in and get care when they need it. In that in the military treatment mm -hmm. facility. Right. Okay. Right. What about, I mean, in that situation, would a referral, mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to do a referral then? Right. No. Correct. And that's where sometimes, you know, with your elderly patients, the one thing that I want to make a plug for here is that if ever any of you or your when your um, sponsor retires or a child ever becomes Medicare eligible, make sure you contact TRICARE to find out what your benefits will be. Because a lot of times with elderly parents, they really have Medicare as their as their coverage. And when they have to go downtown, if the military treatment facility can't take care of them, make sure you have their Medicare eligibility and you need to make sure they are eligible for Part A, which is hospitalization. And that they purchase Part B, and you as the as the child may be helping pay their Part B payment, but Part B covers their outpatient care. So if they um, need to be seen by a dermatologist, then they have Medicare available to them. So whenever anybody becomes Medicare eligible, and even if it's one of you spouses, if you have some disability that all of a sudden comes up, don't call Medicare to find out about TRICARE. Call Medicare to find out about Medicare and call TRICARE to find about out about your TRICARE benefits. Because we have a lot of people who, when you're on active duty, if you're a Medicare TRICARE dual eligible and you're a spouse, you don't have to have Medicare Part B. But before that sponsor retires, you need to have already started purchasing Part B in order that you can continue TRICARE. So whenever you have a question about TRICARE, either go to the website or make sure you call one of the regional contractors Fine. about how does TRICARE affected by something? I tell you what, it's almost overwhelming. So definitely take your individual question because it, it so much can depend on so many different things. You know, so it, it is overwhelming, and we're just very thankful mm -hmm. that you're here to answer for us. And and like we said, we've got um, the, the website health.mil, tricare.mil. We've got Major General Granger's email address. If we have a question, <laughs> I'm sure that you will probably answer this. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works. <laughs> We want to thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Oh, yeah. If the listeners want to find out more information, they can visit that health.mil, tricare.mil. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, any would, other resources you might want to put out there? Well, actually, when you go to the www.tricare.mil slash mybenefit, that's really the one where you can get beneficiary-focused information. Um, they kind of redid that whole website before you would have to read about standard, prime, extra, prime, remote, all on one page. And when you go into the www.tricare.mil slash mybenefit, um, there's a plan wizard there, and we suggest people use that the very first time they go to a plan, well, they go to the website, because it asks you some questions. It asks you, are you a, are you the spouse of an active duty member, or are you the spouse of a retiree? It asks you, where do you live? It asks you, um, are you divorced or not? And it will really, at the very end of that plan wizard, it really tells you what plans, your el- what TRICARE options are available to you based on where you live and based on your particular circumstances. And then when you come into the website in the future, if any of those questions ever change, you need to go through that plan wizard before. But um, we have some people who live in TRICARE Prime remote locations, which are more than 50 miles from a military treatment facility. Well, you don't know that unless you go through that plan wizard and put in your zip code, and then it'll tell you that you're in a prime remote location. So the first time you go in to really find out what healthcare options are available, use the plan wizard, and then when you just want to find out something about like TRICARE Prime Remote, the next time you can go in, there's a real quick profile that asks you your zip code, what country, it asks you what your category is, Are you? so it would be like a um, family member of an active duty, it asks you what country do you live in, it asks you what zip code, and then you can get tailored information just looking for prime remote, and that's awesome. what you're only going to get. So Awesome. Yeah, it well, is. Thanks it's good. so much for being with us, and uh, sure. I know that we'll probably be in touch to do some more. So. Okay, and that's great, and then if anybody has questions, if they want to forward them through you to us, that's great also. Um, so look that's forward great. to doing more. It's a great thanks, group. Christine. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. That's a nice compliment. (laughs) All right, everybody. (laughs) You do a great job, both of you. Oh, thank you. We appreciate appreciate that. Mm -hmm. We we need to hear that sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, we're going to be right back with the Field Problems Resource of the Week after this short break. Stay tuned. All our tears have reached the sea. Hi, this is Tim McGraw. Now more than ever, it's important to learn how your American Red Cross keeps military families connected in times of crisis. Around the clock and around the world, the Red Cross supports thousands of military members and their families with emergency communications, counseling, and other assistance. To see how you can help, contact your local American Red Cross chapter. Together, you can save a life. This is Army Wife Talk Radio Live. Give us a call to share your story. Now, it's time for the AWTR Resource of the Week. Good evening. This is Star Henderson with Field Problems Resource of the Week, uh, where we try to bring you the newest and best resource to help you with your Army Wife life. Uh, Today, we selected Charity Navigator. And what Charity Navigator is, is the largest charity evaluator in America. And its website, charitynavigator.org, attracts more visitors than all other charity rating groups combined. And it guides intelligent giving by evaluating the financial health of over 5,000 charities. Charity Navigator is itself a nonprofit organization, and it accepts no advertising or donations from the organization it evaluates, ensuring uh, unbiased evaluations, obviously. Tonight, we asked Sandra, um, the Vice President of Marketing, to join us. And are you there, Sandra? Yes, I am. Thank you for having me on the program. Well, we appreciate you heeding the call. Um, we, I'd like you to start out and um, 
tell us a little bit about some of the awards that your website, Charity Navigator, has won. Um, I saw. Yeah, well, um, we've been really fortunate, even as a relatively young organization, to receive a fair amount of rewards, including uh, Time Magazine selected us as one of the 50 coolest websites in 2006. Um, we've been recognized by Forbes, by Kiplinger's, um, by Business Week, by Reader's Digest. So we've done pretty pretty well for a new kid on the block. Right. Kiplinger's calls you one of the best services to make life easier, and so that's what you're going to help us with tonight, helping that's us right. choose our charitable organizations. You yourself have been with Charity Navigator since 2002, and um, you're responsible for all aspects of Charity Navigator's brand, um, the partnerships, media relationships, communications, and outreach. And so I asked you here to, uh, to start with uh, to tell us how to evaluate our own interests in the charitable arena. And so um, let's start out with how we should approach giving. I think the first thing that everybody needs to do is sit down and make a plan. Determine what it is that you want to accomplish in your charitable endeavors, whether it's supporting military-related charities, or maybe you and your family want to support children's charities or animal charities, sit down and try to pinpoint as detailed as you can what it is you want to accomplish. Once you know what it is you want to do, look for charities doing that work and take a look at their financial health. Now, on our website, we rate over 5,000 charities, and you can log on for free, and you can get a quick snapshot of how the charity is spending their contributions. So um, you want to look to see that the bulk of the charity spending, obviously, is in programs. Um, you want to see about 75% are spending in that area, with the remaining 25 spent on things like fundraising and mundane things like keeping the lights on, all those administrative costs. Um, if the charity is not one of the groups that we've rated, you can ask the organization directly to see a copy of their annual tax filing. It's called the Form 990, and by law, they're required to give you a copy if you make a request in writing or in person. So you can look at the first page. These can be lengthy documents, but even on the first page, you can get an idea about the charity's spending. So once you've narrowed down your list of charities from there to only the most efficient groups who are really make the most out of your contribution, then do some research to look at more of the subjective um, aspects of giving to charity. You know, is the, the organization meeting its goals each year? Um, can it effectively communicate to you what its mission is? Um, what have its recent accomplishments been? And you can get a lot of that off the website, but um, we always recommend that donors not hesitate to give the charity a call. Um, if the organization shies away from answering any of your questions, I'd move on to another group. So. You know, sounds like a lot of work on the front end, but if you if you do this type of research, then I think you'll be more confident in, in giving to charity and you'll be more willing to stick with the charity over time. Okay. I think you'll find it a much more rewarding process. <laughs> the bottom line there is, like you said, to make sure that they're at least spending 75% on programs. And yes. it's a program that is something that you're passionate about. And if they don't answer your questions, move on, because there are 5,000-plus more out there, right? <laughs> That's right. Actually, there's over a million charities in America, if you can believe it or not. Oh, no. Um, you'll find, yeah, we rate only the 5,000 largest. So there's many, many, many in your local communities that we're just not able to get to evaluate as yet. Um, so it is a very competitive marketplace, so you need to think of it in those terms. There's lots of charities vying for your support, so there's no need to settle. Well, what are some other things uh, that every donor should keep in mind as far as um, choosing one? 
I think, again, you need to be proactive in your research, not wait for the charity to contact you. And if you ever do get one of those phone calls from a charity, just hang up. Even if it turns out that it's a legitimate group on the other end, they're probably paying a for-profit fundraiser to call you. Um, and that person may be keeping 25 to 95 cents of every dollar you give. So even if it's a group you're really excited about supporting, you're better off hanging up and sending a check directly to the charity. When you say um, for-profit fundraiser, you mean they're outsourcing someone to do that? Is that, I guess, an... Yes, that's what they do. And typically groups that do that, tend, if you look at their finances, they tend to spend the bulk of their money on fundraising because they've hired these, these folks to make those phone calls. So you want to avoid that. And then, and then you should also concentrate your giving. I think this is another mistake that many donors do, is that they spread their resources thin. They want to help everybody. But I think you can make a bigger impact if you select one or two charities, you really research them, and you stick with them over the long haul. It's kind of the opposite of how you invest in the stock market. You really don't want to diversify your charitable giving. You want to give them the most bang for your dollar. Okay. Um, combined federal campaign is something that happens each fall on a, on a post, and, um, you know, more so our soldiers are involved, but I know a lot of the spouses um, have input to where the soldiers spend their dollars. And so if you could um, please tell us how we can find out more about the different CFC charities. Sure. One of the things we looked at last year is the international and national charities that participate in the program. We identified over 800 of them that were already rated by our organization. And you can go right on our website and search by CFC code, or you can use our advanced search tool and filter just for those charities. So you can take a look at their financial health. But the thing to keep in mind when you're um, giving through the campaign, again, is that the onerous is on the donor to do their homework. Um, the CFC used to have one standard in place, and that was um, the benchmark that I gave you earlier that the charities should not be spending more than 25% on overhead and fundraising. They removed that benchmark a few years back, and so now we see that many charities are, um, that are in the program aren't spending bulk of their money on programs. They're, they're spending them on other things like fundraising and administrative costs. So, again, you just want to make sure that you check out the charity before you select it and, and contribute through the campaign. I think the campaign is a great, great project. It's a great opportunity to give, but you still you need to do your homework. Well, an interesting statistic I read in the notes that you sent me is that of those CFC um, participants, at least 30% of those fail to earn a good rating. And so, yeah, and which is really shocking. Some, yeah, one in three, and there, you know, there's 100, 800 of them. But um, so, choose one that's passionate, and choose one that is using their money for, for programs. Um, how about these, uh, the newest niche market, and that's the charities that are um, burgeoning to support the troops. Yeah, this is very popular among our users. Um, there's a hot topic on our site devoted solely to charities that support the troops. Um, we include all the charities there that we have ratings for, so you'll find four-star charities, which get our highest rating, all the way down to those charities earning no stars that you really want to avoid. Um, unfortunately, however, because it is such a new um, relative interest for donors and there's a lot of new charities since we went to war in Iraq, um, we don't have a lot of information on the newer groups entering the marketplace. So. Um, as a donor, you have to do a little bit more legwork, and you want to make sure, first of all, that it's a 501c3 charity, 
uh, public charity if you're going to make a contribution because at the very least you can get your tax deduction if you contribute to the organization. And more importantly, again, the organization has filed the so-called Form 990, so you may be able to get a little bit of financial information on it even if it's only one or two years old. Um, you want to be careful giving to these new groups. Many of them are formed with the best of intentions, but you know some of the logistics involved with supporting our troops overseas right now can be very, um, you know, it can be a big obstacle, and it can be hard for a new charity to take that, um, take take that on. So you want to be careful, do your homework again, and make sure you are confident in the charity before you hand over your money. Well, and one of the other pieces of advice that I read from you was that you want to make sure, or you could, you know, um, consider starting out with a small gift and then watch how that um, group develops over time and then increase your gift. And so if you That's want to right. support a new charity. Well, that is a wealth of information, and I just want to point um, everyone to CharityNavigator.org, and um, that's where you can learn how to do your homework, and you can search the largest charities, but also find out information on how to best answer your questions about the smaller charities you'd like to support. So thanks a lot, Sandra. We appreciate you being here tonight. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, up next is our AWTR Book Club. This month's book selection will be showcased, and we'll be hearing what Heather has for us next week. So call or IMS and let's share our thoughts about the book of the month, Sync Reflections. We'll be right back with Loving a Soldier blogger Heather, The Fly Lady, and much more with AWTR Book Club. Stay tuned. Looking for more solutions? Visit us on the web at fieldproblems.com. Submit your question, view sample columns, or request FP to be published in your area. Tons of Army Family Resources, a directory of Army posts worldwide, and much, much more. Go to fieldproblems.com. That's www.fieldproblems.com. Welcome back to Army Wife Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tara Crooks. Ladies, we are well into our second hour broadcasting tonight. This is fun. This two-hour thing is fun. <laughs> right now we've got <laughs> the switchboard and I are having a big fight back here. You guys just don't know. But anyway, it is fun. Right now we have a very special treat for you. It is AWTR Book Club. Our resident blogger, Heather Inn, is here with us tonight, and she has brought along with us a very special guest. You there, Heather? I'm here. Hi, Heather. Hello. How are you? We're great. Um, well, tonight we have our very own fly lady with us. Her name is, yeah, isn't this exciting? <laughs> she's, she's my hero, and I'm so happy you get to interview your hero. But um, her name is Mar uh, Marla Seely, and she has a website um, called lady.net. I'm here. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I heard a little click. I didn't know if I was still on or not. You're there. You're there. Everybody's here. Okay, we're all here. <laughs> And um, that's where our book club selection came from this month. We're looking at um, Sync Reflections. And this is a book uh, Marla wrote. It is for SHE's. Now, a SHE stands for a Sidetracked Home Executive. And Marla, dis uh, she discovered that's what she was. She's a SHE. And um, once she did that, she started mentoring other SHE's. And I don't know about you guys, but I am a big-time sidetracked home executive. I have about a million things going on in my head at all times. Sidetracked home executive, is that what you said? That's what it awesome. is. That's what a she is. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and uh, Definitely. when I found her website, 
I do. That, that was me. That was me. And um, she started out mentoring other she's. And over, this is in 1999, she started doing that. And now today she has a website. She's got just thousands of um, devoted followers, people who she has inspired and motivated. And when I first found her website, I started really concentrating on the cleaning and the, the, the cleaning routines to kind of get me back on track after my husband deployed. But um, what I discovered is so much more. There's health and fitness. There's uh, cooking and meal preparations. And lately, they have added handling your finances and just kind of getting a handle on those and being very organized so it's not such a stressful special issue. And um, excuse me. And uh, so that is now Marla's on with us, right? I'm here. Yeah, she's there. She's there. I was going to ask you when you first started this back in '99. Did you ever see yourself as being the speaking for so many people? Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that I would have. 10 people listening to what I had to say, much less almost 500,000. So it it, it um, really touches me to know that I have such a following and that they're listening to me, and I'm very protective of them. And that's one of the reasons I love Blog Talk Radio so much, because uh, Blog Talk Radio gives us a tool to be able to help help people with our voices. And y'all are doing this with Army Talk Radio, and... Army Wife Talk Radio, and I get to do it with the Fly Lady System and and my other show hosts. We have our own station and channels and and a channel that you can listen to 24-7 if you just need some company while you're cooking dinner or whatever. That is awesome, awesome. You know, one of the things I wanted to ask you, Fly Lady, is uh, what does Fly stand for? Finally Loving Yourself. I got my nickname because I used to teach fly fishing. I live in western North Carolina, the other end of the state from Fort Bragg. And I get to I moved here to to fly fish. And it just turned into so much more when I started helping people. One of my ladies coined the phrase finally loving yourself. And so how did you start all this? I became appointed to become a county commissioner in my little county of Transylvania County, and I was scared to death that the the four men on the board of commissioners, there's only five seats, that they were going to find out my dirty little secret that I couldn't keep out. (laughs) So I set out on New Year's Day like every other red-blooded American female and and said, okay, I'm going to get organized this year. And I fell back to the one system that had always worked for me, and that was Pam Young and Peggy Jones, sidetracked home executive book and her their card file system and in the south when we say when whatever you're going to do on new year's day you're going to do the whole year well i had my card file system and it wasn't just a little three by five card file box it was a tray that had over 500 cards in it so i started dealing them out you know kind of like the deal a meal thing you know pile here a pile a daily pile a weekly pile a monthly pile and then i started subsorting them into piles and I started looking at my daily pile, and it was over 50 cards, and it, I just got overwhelmed. So I said, okay, I'll make a list. And I made a list, and it was the front and back of a sheet of paper. And I said, I can't do this to myself. That I'm already overwhelmed, and I haven't even gotten started. So I decided I would take one habit 
and practice that one habit for the whole month of January. And I wasn't going to pile on, and I wasn't going to beat myself up because I didn't do everything, and that was keeping my sink clean and shiny. And that's what I was going to uh, to bring up because I think your system is, is such a godsend for Army wives in particular because I can relate to them. But sometimes you're so overwhelmed, you know, especially when your husband's deployed, and um, which we can all relate to. And you know, where do you where do you start? You have housework and kids to take care of, and you, you want to be everything to everyone. And um, that's what if you could say one thing to the army wives out there that are just overwhelmed with everything, where would you tell them to start? Well, let me let me start with one thing. Thank you for the sacrifice that you give so that we can all be safe. Because without the Army wives and the spouses out there, you know, keeping the home fires burning, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be safe. And I, I appreciate everything that you do. I've spoken at Fort Bragg once and at Fort Campbell twice. And I, I love to speak to the Army spouses anywhere. If I just have to be asked. And I love to go and do that. But to start, you start with your shiny sink. I know it doesn't sound like it can do a whole lot, but when you walk into your kitchen first thing in the morning and you're not greeted with mystery water and dirty dishes staring you in the face to start your day, you get a smile on your face, and that smile tells your head that, hey, it's going to be a good day. (laughs) It does make a difference. I have to say this. My husband left last January, and he was gone for 15 months. He just got back last week. Congratulations. Thank you. So, <laughs> so are flying you high from him, that. Are you letting him help? I know this is a big problem for these women that have to take over and do things for 15 solid months. And, he, and when they come home, you got to let him carry the bag of dog food in. You know, he is, and he not, he's noticed a difference because I wasn't flying when he left, and I'm flying now. And he's noticed a difference. But when he first left, I felt lost. You know, I, I just didn't know. I have, we have five boys. I felt overwhelmed. And my mom and my grandma have both passed, and I found your website. And it was almost like, I know you always say, I'm not your mother. But <laughs> no. It, it was like you had me by the hand, and you were leading me. Okay, you need to do this, you need to do this. And you kind of helped me get through the first few months till I got out of that kind of weird feeling where everything feels surreal, and you can't quite believe your husband's gone. And so after that, I was just, I was devoted. I'm <laughs> a devoted fly baby. And I wanted to thank you for being there and being that voice to help guide us when we need someone. Well, I used to not have a voice, and now with Blog Talk Radio, I get to have that voice. And it's strange how hearing my voice helps people get through the day. I've done a couple of shows on my fly tool shows that are in the popular section, uh, Crisis Cleaning and Doing Your Weekly Home Blessing Hour, and everybody's just loving them because they put their headphones on and they go through the house and they clean with me sitting on their shoulder. Yeah, that's kind of a cool thing. It, yeah, it's so much fun. It was really hard talking for 70 solid minutes all by myself. <laughs> we know how that feels. We know how that feels. Hey, Marla, we're going to have you come back for our 20 minutes we've got here to kind of hang out together this evening. Um, so I'm going to ask Heather. Heather, will you let us know, let the listeners know right now about the book for next month we've selected? And then where they can find information on Book Club. And then, Marla, if you'll hold, um, we're going to take a short break after Heather shares that information. Come back, and we're going to let the listeners ask you questions. 
Oh, y'all have a great show. Sound good? All right, well, hang out with us for here for a little bit. I'll do it. What do you well, got for us, Heather? <laughs> Hi. Uh, what we're going to do for May, because we spent April going through sink reflections and spring cleaning and getting our houses in order, and in May what we're going to do is sit back and realize how amazing we are, and the book I chose is called The Toughest Job in the Army. Oh, and is that the portrait of an Army wife? Janelle it Mock? is. It is. And it's by Janelle Mock, M-O-C-K. And we'll also put this on the blog so people can, can check on there. And, um, and that's you know, lovingasoldier.com, guys. Love, Loving that's right, lovingasoldier.com. And uh, we'll post that, and we'll start that. We're going to finish up Sync Reflections, go through it the rest of this month, and then in May we'll start on the toughest job in the Army, which we all know what that is. So. Yeah, my job. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Heather, thank you so much. You're going to stay on the line with us, right, so we can yes. be around yeah, I wouldn't miss it for the world. And guys, listeners, we're going to be here for a little bit, actually about 20 minutes here that we'll have open for you guys to call in. You can call us at 646 915 8736. Uh, you can IM us, Army Wife Talk Radio on Yahoo IM, or you can join us over in the chat room and ask questions. And so uh, go over and check out, in the meantime, flylady.net and see if you can come up with some questions. I know that Heather's going to have enough for all of us. So, <laughs> but, but I'll we try to share her. I will share the fly lady. I promise. <laughs> she will share. She will share. So we've got the phone lines open for you, and we're just going to take a short break here and uh, talk about, um, I believe we've got a relationship minute coming up, don't we? We're very close, very close. We're, we're getting there. <laughs> so hang out here with us, and we will return here in just a minute. Iris here, your IRS helper, with a word about the economic stimulus payments. For most people who file 2007 federal income taxes and meet the eligibility requirements, the IRS will automatically send them beginning in early May. But for some people, getting this one-time rebate means a little more paperwork than usual. If you have at least $3,000 in earnings and or benefits from Social Security, VA disability, or a retired railroad worker's pension and normally don't file income taxes, this year it's different. To get your stimulus payment, you need to file Form 1040-A with the IRS. Now, don't worry. It's a short, easy form. Learn more at irs.gov, including where to get free help filling out the 1040-A. Don't have online access? Ask a friend or family member. irs.gov. See how it can help you. Army Wife Talk Radio salutes our soldiers. You're a grand old flag, you're a high-flying flag, and forever in peace may you wait. You're the emblem of the land I love, the home of the free and the brave. Every heart beats to meet the red, white, and blue, where there's never a boat or brag. What should old acquaintance be? For God, keep your eye on the grand old flag. Welcome back to Army Wife Talk Radio. I'm Star Henderson, and tonight we are so blessed to be able to have more time with author Marla Seeley, otherwise known as the Fly Lady, finally loving yourself, lady. Uh, Loving a Soldier blogger Heather is here with me as well as Tara, and we're opening up the phone lines now to take your questions and your phone calls for the Fly Lady. That number is 646-915-8736. Is everyone there? I'm here. 
Yeah, great. Feel free to ask questions in the chat room as well, guys, and to the Yahoo I am if you've got a question for the Fly Lady. Oh, gosh. Well, the Fly Lady is here in the flesh. (laughs) 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 We are excited to have you. It's so weird to hear somebody's voice after you've been all over their website. Seen their book, and then then you hear their voice. It, it's just that's just weird. You haven't listened to any of my blog talk radio shows? Not yet, you know. Not yet. I <laughs> I got to be honest, Marla. My husband just returned last week, and um, everything's been kind of crazy here. <laughs> so well, I think it's a celebration point, so. in order. Whew, I think maybe now I might have time to do that. <laughs> so, he said to me this week. He goes, "This isn't that hard." I said, um, "Dude, you better watch out." <laughs> so well, the, the beauty he of he was just kidding. The the fun part is we can you can turn the channel on if you'll click on the channel button uh-huh. and you'll you'll see heading right and heading left and fly ladies right in the middle. And when you're on your computer doing things, answering emails or stuff, you can have me playing in the background. And just click on it and listen. Yep, yeah, that's you know, I tell you what, I need to. That's what I need to do. I just I have I have horrible A D D and then I would not probably check email because I'd be too busy listening. <laughs> I don't know, but I do. I do need to have, I have some more time now, so that's really nice. Yeah, it it, it helps. I'm, I'm so surprised that it does. But we get testimonials every day how just hearing my voice, sort of when they read my messages, it's kind of like mommy's nagging at them. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> they hear the voice that's in their head reading the message. But Got when it. they get to hear me in person, it changes everything. Well, I have not heard you in person yet, yet. Although Alan keeps telling me, you know, I make sure. You're hearing me now. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Um, Mindy has a question for you from the chat room. She says, Fly Lady, I cannot get anything done with my seven-week-old baby and my crazy four-year-old. Everyone in the chat room says, amen, they can relate. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, infant doesn't take good naps, spend my time cleaning with the baby in the carrier. At least she doesn't mind the sound of the vacuum. Do you have any advice for her? Well, she needs some white noise going on. Because the baby's used to the white noise in mommy's tummy. So she needs some more white noise, whether it's a fan or a little white noise machine that you can buy for fifteen ninety five at CVS Drugstore. Get you a white noise machine and get some noise going on because the baby needs that to feel comforted. Now, one other thing she needs to look at, is she breastfeeding or is she bottle feeding? And she's not calling, so I can't get the answer for that. But there's some great bottles that have a little siphon tube in them if the baby's colicky of any. And listen and call in to Kelly's show on Fridays at 1 o'clock, or you can listen to her archives because she has a a 14-month-old. She, she has one that's that in college and one that's a senior in high school next year. And oh, my gosh. Old. Yes. So she's got all, all over the place. No colic. Uh, he's just awake, and she's breastfeeding. She's, I think maybe, and I'm just putting words into her mouth, but I'm kind of feeling, because I've got a baby myself, that it's not necessarily the baby. It's just that there's no time. Um, so maybe a little time. I just time wrote an essay tool. about that, not having time. She has a four-year-old, so she has a, she has a little army brat right there to help her. <laughs> is that where the house fairy comes in, right? Oh, the house fairy is wonderful. And oh, tell us about the house fairy. Well, the house fairy is my is a friend of my dear friend Pam Young, and the house fairy has something called House Fairy Theater on Blog Talk Radio, and she's part of our station. And you can find her very easily. She's in the popular shows, and she tells the kids stories, but they're stories. And the house fairy comes and visits sort of like the tooth fairy does. 
except the house fairy is Santa Claus's sister. And if your room is nice and neat when she comes to visit, she leaves a surprise. And she does it randomly. You never know when the house fairy is going to visit. Mm-hmm. And, and they also give. She also gives surprises for being kind to the to the new baby in the house. That's uh-huh. a good idea. Do you hear this, Mindy? Intent so, the house fairy. Houseferry.org. Okay. Houseferry.org. And I'll she put gets that the, in the chat room. She gets the, the kids going. It's so much fun, and they love her. And she tells such great stories. Well, Marla, this is Star uh, speaking, and I guess um, one of the things that I love um, best about your system and just one of your three rules, I guess, that Mervine or um, Mindy can Mindy. Yeah. Mindy, yeah. I always say Mervine because I see that in the chat room, but it's Mindy. Um, when you have a seven-week-old baby, you have to really understand that your standards can't be the same as what they were before. And I know the you know rule number one with you is don't sweat the small stuff. Uh, you know, well, what doesn't, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Right. And uh, I, I think that, you know, when um, Heather was talking about how you're kind of like her mother holding her hand or whatever, I think that's the biggest thing that I get out of it is just we are our own worst critics. And, of course, you know, we are the ones that set the standard for the house, and it's always too high um, because we're trying to, to please ourselves and, you know, the assumptions of what everybody else wants. Um, so I try not to sweat the small stuff, and I think that's the biggest lesson that I've learned. Applying I think my, my two favorite lessons that I have gotten from your website are, one, you can do anything in 15 minutes, just break things into 15-minute chunks to tackle projects. And also, if you could explain, this is my favorite one. It was such a revelation to me. Is soap is soap. <laughs> soap is soap. Yes, it is. <laughs> you can clean the toilet with that shampoo you've got in, the, in your bathroom cabinet that you hated. You know, mm-hmm. the stinky dandruff shampoo that you can't stand. And, you know, you, you've got those bottles hanging around there. I just like to put it in a little crock, you know, those those ugly crocks you get those kitchen utensils in. Mm-hmm. I put half shampoo and half half water, one part water, one, one part shampoo, and stick the toilet bowl brush down it. Now, if you've got animals that drink out of the toilet and different things, you may not want to do that, but then... You could, you know, those vases you have under your kitchen sink that you got flowers in once upon a time. <laughs> yeah. Your toilet bowl brush will fit down in there too, and you can put, you can use that as a toilet bowl brush holder and fill it up with the colored shampoo, and it it doesn't grow anything. And you take the brush out, let it drip, and then swish your toilet with it. See, we do that. We do that. I have one of those in each bathroom, and my boys. They share a bathroom, and they, they do their swish and swipes every day. One swishes out the toilet every morning, and the other one swipes off the counters. I've got and pictures of two-year-olds swishing the toilet. It is so cute. <laughs> you so I have a two-year-old. He, he hasn't done that yet, but now now I know. He's, he's capable, so I hold him to a higher standard now since I know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a lot of times, and I'm guilty of this too, if you'll just give them a schedule or some sort of you know, motivation to get it done. They'll do it. You I, can do I anything for do two minutes. Mm-hmm. Put on some music. Have fun with it. I have a new project that I'm working on, and I can't wait to to debut it. We have children's songs. Amy Lacey, who wrote the songs on my Fly album, she has put together 12 children's songs, and we're going into the recording studio on May the 10th, and we're just 
just tickled to death about it. I love how music kind of clean up music. Clean, oh, it, tell, it teaches the children how to do their routines. One song is called The Good Deed Doer. It is so cute. They just, you know, get up and be happy. And the songs are amazing. Amy takes what I do in the emails and on Blog Talk Radio and turns it into lyrics and puts music to it. And it tells the tells the whole system in a in a song. That's that's a good idea. Cause she has she has a really lovely voice. I've heard her other songs. Well, we're gonna have I think we're gonna have Andy, Eric's brother, sing some of the songs. Uh, Andy has a a great voice, and we're gonna do a little more rock. You know how the kids like the Miley yeah. Cyrus, and yeah, it's gonna be a little more rocking than our Fly CD. Well, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that because like I said, I've got five boys, and it's funny because when they found out the Fly Lady was gonna be on tonight, they're like, the Fly Lady? Are you kidding me? So you are a big deal in our household. <laughs> Got to tell you. Give them all a big hug for me. Where are you in the world? Um, we're in Georgia. In we're by Georgia. Fort Stewart. Well, it, you're not far from me then. No, no, you're actually very close. That's why uh, I've been asked. Alan asked me several times if we've met. I said no. So she's right there. <laughs> I said, well, okay. <laughs> so, Y'all have a great be- show, by the way. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Too cool that we'll we'll have to get some of your songs and play a little excerpt or something here on the show. <laughs> okay, that'd be fun. Uh, we Leah have... says to tell everybody that the fun thing she does is belly dances while she cleans. That's a great I, exercise. That would just Jonathan be scary. Would love that. <laughs> that would be scary at my house, Leah. <laughs> well, what they say is you actually have to have a belly to belly dance. So, see. <laughs> well, we're gonna hear this. <laughs> Hey, I bought a hula hoop when I was in Tulsa, and I can't do that thing yet. <laughs> one of those Miley, weighted hula hoops. A weighted one. That'd be fun to try out. Mm-hmm. You just mentioned uh, Jonathan, though, and so let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit for a minute. Who is Jonathan, and why Jonathan do you Jonathan Roach lives in Denver, and he called me up after seeing the worst, worst story ever written about me, and... My first words out of my mouth is, what do you want from me? <laughs> I get right to the point. And so we were on a conf- we were on, I was on speakerphone, and I was, very, I was very irritated at hearing the echo and the things that he took me off speakerphone and talked to me like a normal human being. And I realized that our messages were so much the same about taking baby steps and starting small, and you can do anything for his was six minutes or two minutes, or whatever it was to get you moving. He used to be a financial planner, well, a a financial analyst in Boston, and started helping people in his his workplace that had a gym get fit. And he he loved doing that much more than financial analyzing. (laughs) His wife moved out had to go was going to graduate school in in Denver and he moved out there and started working 100 hours a week coaching people training people and he realized he loved it so much and then when he called me he had developed a system and I said well you could be our virtual personal trainer and now he has he's teaching people how to take take the steps for better health and I'm very proud of him and he'll be running the Boston Marathon next Monday, for the 13th time, for wow. the Cancer Institute that treated his mom when she, uh, before she passed away, when he was 12 years old. 
You guys are funny. They're in this chat room right now, and they're talking about benefits of using a hula hoop. And I want to know, are you going to hula hoop while you clean? <laughs> I don't think I could walk and do it. I mean, maybe between sessions. You know, I just, it's too funny. You know, I, I say, I say God's do. gift to women was a Swiffer sweeper and the, um, the magic eraser. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do love my Swiffer. Oh, man, I love my Swiffer. But I love my feather duster even more. Yes, I do love your feather duster. Feather duster. Actually, I just gave uh, I gave the feather duster and the kitchen towels as a shower gift. That's a great week. gift. I, yeah, I love the shower, the the kitchen towels that have the days of the week on them. Oh, that reminds you to change your towel so they don't get stinky. Yeah. Oh, I need to get those. They're so really cute. And I was very picky about kitchen towels. They have got to be absorbent. Yes. And and we actually, I get the ones that. The embroidery's not done quite right, so I use them for Swiffer cloths <laughs> and to yeah, wash my floor idea. with. And I have a big supply of them that I just use for napkins when we have picnics and have a shrimp boil on the back deck. That's that a is good so idea. southern right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite way to entertain. Where can uh, where can our listeners check out your um, fly shop? Because it's not just the towels that you guys have there. You like you mentioned the towels. Well, you go to my website. Dumpster. You go to my website, flylady.net, and you'll see just below the fly lady's feet, there's a little toolbox, and you click on that toolbox, and all our 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 tools are there. I don't like to call them products because they're really just tools to make house cleaning a little bit easier. You know, men will go buy a tool just for an excuse. They'll do a job just to, for an excuse to buy a tool. <laughs> just to make a trip to Lowe's. Oh, yeah, they love Lowe's. My husband's yeah. looking at me. He said, what's wrong with that? You know? <laughs> well, nothing, and that's why we endorse it here. <laughs> go visit the fly shop. <laughs> I have to say, everything on there works really well. And uh, I have geez, I have the feather duster, the towels, and we've got the rubber scrubber. Oh, the rubber scrubber. That, Ooh, that, that is such that. a versatile tool. My goodness. Well, you're the first to know. We're going to get the rubber broom. Are you kidding me? Wow. I'm not kidding you. That's going to save our knees because <laughs> you got to get down and scrub with that thing sometimes. And Well, I have. I, we love this rubber scrubber. It'll pick up anything. I, I just, we just can't believe the uses the ladies are sending us for this thing. I love reading those because of uh, testimonials because um, I get good ideas. What I love is how it's, it's plastic, so no matter what kind of mess you use it on, you just rinse it off, dry it, and it's ready to go again. You can throw it in the dishwasher. I didn't know that. See, I didn't, I didn't know <laughs> and that. And guess what else it, we found out it did the other day, and it blew Kelly and I away, and we're on the phone about 10 o'clock at night, and we get this testimony that says it will clean crayon off a flat paint wall. See, I need that. <laughs> so your, your magic eraser. The rubber scrubber did it. So she took her her adhesive whiteboard off the wall that has flat paint behind it, and she took the crayons and scribbled them on the wall, and took the rubber scrubber and erased it. I mean, just it took it right off. Now it's like an eraser on a pencil, so you'll wear some of the rubber scrubber off, but it did it. I am totally cracking up, you guys. Joan in California writes on the things to do with the rubber scrubber that she's been using the system. She loves her routine. She saw the rubber scrubber. She ordered it, two of them, for her donkeys. I'm cracking up. I love it. 
But it's, it's a, a great pet brush. That's what it says. It says that they line up to get brushed. She has seven donkeys. That is just too funny. I'm sorry. Everybody I needs love two or three of these things around the house. You can use it in your dishes. You can use it at, with your as a whisk broom. You can use it on your pets. It's just, I've never seen anything that was so multi-purpose. It's true. Clean your we coffee have pot. Washing. Clean your coffee pot. It says. Yeah. What? I wouldn't even know how to do all that with all that. Just that one thing? That's awesome. And it's little. I mean, it's the size of a hairbrush. I have that's all the tool I use the most now. Yeah, I keep one in the kitchen for kitchen kind of things. I keep one in the bathroom to clean. We have a huge glass shower stall. The people who lived here before made it. It's kind of weird. It's like an eight-person shower stall. I don't get it. And it's completely glass. But um, whatever. <laughs> I'm used to it now. You use that for what? You use that to clean it? the glass, get the soaps come off the glass. Well, it also has one side of it that's a little squeegee, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you can do that too. Yeah. And I know my, my kids. I've kind of they, I've seen them in their tab, you know, cleaning with it and stuff. So I just let them go. They're just they're just playing. They think, but I just let them go. I figure it's cleaning something. So. <laughs> <laughs> if it's fun, you'll do it. If you make right. it fun, it'll get done. And that's, that's right. the beauty of the rubber scrubber. It's not like you're scrubbing anything at all. You're just giving the dogs a massage. That is yeah. awesome. That is awesome. Well, guys, we got to wrap up here. Whew, that was fun. And we have a lot of chat going on over in the chat room. Boy, I tell you what, they're, like, talking about all kinds of stuff over well, there. So one thing I want to wanna tell you about, we d- we just we have a whole military family section on our new forums on Blog Talk Radio. Uh-huh. So if y'all wanted to get together, and and we're going to have a whole section for um, the military families, and we could do diff- we could set it up where it could be own base, all the different bases around the world, or we could do just you know Army, Navy, whatever. <laughs> However, would be best for y'all. But we just debuted these forums on Friday, and they so are kind of militaries, and they're hanging out together. They've got two things in common now. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, well, we'll have to talk. We'll have to talk. Marla, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. I know Heather was, like, beside herself when I said you were coming on. She was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad to be here and just holler anytime you want me. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, well, go check out Fly Lady's website. It's flylady.net. I'm going to have to order the Rubba Scrubba. (laughs) I'm a cleaning freak. Might as well get two while you're at it. Just order two because you're going to want it one (laughs) I should, huh? Okay, well, I'll have to yeah. go check it out. I'll have to go check it out. <laughs> Star, are you still with us? I am. I'm just being awed by these comments in the in the chat room. and they're, it, they're totally We really appreciate you being here, Marla. I'm glad to do it, and There's thank you all for kinds having of tools, me. All kinds of tools in that Fly Lady's toolbox. It's right underneath her, her logo on the left, so just check it out. All right, thanks. Thanks for being with us. Bye-bye. We'll talk Bye. to you soon. All right, guys, stay tuned. We've got a lot more coming up tonight. We're not done yet. <laughs> We have our relationship minute and some information about next week coming up here on Army Wife Talk Radio. So stay tuned, and we will be right back after this message. Today's tip is actually a test to help you pinpoint areas that need improvement in your relationship or marriage. It's a series of questions to make you think. There are ten of them, and here we go. Number one. How many times a day do you say to your spouse, I love you, you are right, or I'm sorry, and you mean it sincerely, or you look great, or I'm so proud of you. 
or thank you. Number two, do you think of your spouse first before making big decisions? Number three, is problem solving performed as a team? Number four, when was the last time you shared a side-splitting hearty laugh together? Number five, are you accepting of your spouse's weaknesses and relish his or her strengths? Number six, did you really forgive your spouse for his or her last error? Number seven, when was the last time you felt physically fulfilled and made certain that your spouse felt the same? Number eight, are your comings and goings punctuated with hugs and kisses? Number nine, is your spouse the first person you want to see in the morning and the last person you want to see at night? Number 10 is your question to make up for yourself. There are no right or wrong answers. You are your best critic. Your answers should show you areas of weakness, areas in which you can start improving your relationship today. Thanks for listening to today's Marriage Minute from Cheryl Curland and Sign up for free weekly time-tested relationship tips from couples married 50-plus years at www.everlastingmatrimony.com. Want more? ArmyWifeTalkRadio.com offers discussion boards, military family resources, loving a soldier blog, and much, much more. Tell your friends about AWTR with our interactive tools. Visit us online at ArmyWifeTalkRadio.com, ArmyWifeTalkRadio.com, our life, our family, our soldier. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for listening to us this week. Now, we're like, what, wrapping up the last three minutes here, and it's already 10 o'clock. I can't believe it. Join us next week, April 21st, for Major Karen Faber from DECA. That's the defense, uh, a defense agency, commissary agency, defense commissary agency. I'm looking for something that the E stands for. <laughs> anyway, that was E in defense. E E defense. <laughs> defense commissary agency. Yes, I know what I'm talking about. You can consider me an expert. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. Well, at least Major Karen Faber will be an expert. That's right. At least she will be, right? She'll be an informative show. She'll be here to talk with us about healthy eating, Losing weight with the help of our commissary. Did you know, Star, all the fun and interesting things the commissary has now? Who knew? <laughs> yeah, I love their website. I um, grabbed a couple of their recipes for the newsletter last month off of there. Okay. So they've got some great things going on over there, and I'm really excited to have her here. Also next week we're going to have Kathleen Mills, a um, former military spouse, as our resource of the week, in the Money Minute, and uh, AWTR posts with the most. Post with the most, which means that I need your guys' help because we need to know what's going on at post around there. If you've got something cool going on at your post, be sure that you send it in. And then, of course, we always go and Google some of them and look them up. But if you can do us a favor, we love to have stuff submitted by the people because we're by the people <laughs> for the people. Woohoo! By the stuff. <laughs> All right. Yep. Tara at ArmyWifeTalkRadio.com. We would really appreciate it. All right. That's all I have for you guys this week. I, I have a great week, and we'll see you again next week. Anything else, Star? No, just uh, glad to be here, and we'll see you again next week. All right, guys. Talk to you then. Bye. Have a great week. The views and opinions expressed in our show are personal. Army Wife Talk Radio is in no way affiliated with the Department of Defense or any other branch of the armed services, and inclusion in our show does not reflect endorsement by the DOD, 
any local government or their agencies. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in again next week for another informative edition of Army Wife Talk Radio.